Today on Locked On Ducks, Anaheim gets a number 10 pick, and what will it take for Trevor Zegris to win the Calder? All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, welcoming you to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, and I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So we had an NHL draft lottery yesterday that took place in the East Coast. And to nobody's surprise, the Anaheim Ducks, they picked 10th. Yeah, this was no shock. I mean, yesterday's draft lottery had all the drama of watching paint dry. In other words, there wasn't a whole lot of drama. In fact, very little movement in the draft lottery one team did move up, and <laughs> I, I laughed at this for reasons. Montreal got the number one pick, as a lot of people expected, but New Jersey got the number two pick. They moved up. So Arizona, as or as I derisively called them, the Phoenix Coyotes, they dropped to number three. Boy, what bad luck for that franchise. They get evicted from Gila River Arena, they have to play in a 5,000-seater, and now they don't even get a top-two pick. They get the third pick, which, frankly, might not be all that great for Arizona. I guess we'll see when the draft comes. But, you know, just kind of talking about the Coyotes for about 20 seconds, I still don't know if I believe in them in the desert, you know, with previous ownership, with the current ownership especially, and with all the stuff they've been going through, I frankly do not see the coyotes working in the desert okay enough about that so where did the ducks land they landed right where we thought they are 10th in the draft i know a lot of fans were hoping to see them move up but look the odds were stacked against them they had about a 90 bajillion chance to pick 10th and that's exactly where they ended up so now the question is what do the ducks do with that number 10 pick well there's going to be a lot of question marks this coming off season one big question is, what do the Ducks do with their pending RFAs? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the unrestricted free agents all we want. There's not a whole lot. But we got to talk about the restricted free agents because there's a couple of big names that we have to talk about. Sonny Milano being one of them. Isaac Lundestrom being another one. And those are two guys that you definitely want to keep. The Ducks do have a ton of cap space. And they're going to have to use some of that to retain one or both of those guys. And frankly, if you're the Ducks, you want to keep both of those guys. You want to keep Sonny Milano and you want to keep Isaac Lundestrom. That will be a topic for another day. As far as the draft, well, I mean, there's there's some good talent in this draft. This is a fairly deep draft. And I like that the Ducks have some pretty decent options at number 10. Suffice it to say, I don't think the likes of Shane Wright are going to move down at all. It's going to be number one. I think Slavkovsky is going to be number two easily. Logan Cooley, that's going to be an interesting one. Because I think Logan Cooley kind of had the same ascension as a Mason McTavish last season. But I think McTavish had a little bit more of an upside. Granted, Logan Cooley did have a terrific, terrific U18 World Juniors just over the last couple weeks. And I don't know if anybody here saw this on NHL Network, but I think Logan Cooley was one of the most impressive players on Team USA 
on their way to the championship game. And did anybody see Logan Cooley pull off the Michigan? Yeah, Logan Cooley had the lacrosse-style goal during one of their elimination games during the tournament. So he looks fantastic. He's got a terrific eye. I don't know if he's going to be third. I could see him falling maybe to fourth or maybe fifth. That's a long shot. But Logan Cooley has had such an impressive run over the past few months that I don't see him falling below fourth. Not at all. Now, if yes, if you looked at the, I guess, the prospects and looked at the mock drafts from four or five months ago, Logan Cooley was anywhere from eight to twelve. And part of me thought, ah, I'd really like this guy. Like, I would like it if the Ducks drafted Logan Cooley. He looks like a very good prospect to have. But he's risen so much, there's no chance. So what does it mean for the Ducks? Well, there's at least two or three names that I kind of looked at that I like for the Ducks. And one of them, I know the contents boys at Locked on Sharks would hate for me to say this. But how cool would it be to see Brad Lambert come to the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. I mean, I I like his game a lot. I think Lambert is one of the best skaters in this draft. And the NHL is getting more skilled and faster. And you want that speed. So Brad Lambert is definitely someone that can bring some terrific skating ability to the Anaheim Ducks. Another name that's been lobbied about was Marco Kasper from Sweden. Yeah, Casper, I think, is a great player if he were to fall. There's also Cutter Gauthier. I don't know if he's going to fall below 7th or 8th. I think he'll get swiped up, but just in case he's available, yeah, the Ducks could swipe him up immediately. Immediately. And would be great on the wing to go along with Trevor Zegers down the line. But Marco Casper wouldn't be a bad choice. He's 6'1", a buck 87. And another good skater. And I think that's something the Ducks need to look at. They need to look at fast skaters to complement guys that they have already on their team. Guys that can complement Trevor Zegras. You already have some terrific skaters in, I don't know, some guy named Jamie Drysdale who's now 20. Some guy named Olin Zellweger. You already have some great skaters. Add to that. Add the speed. With the right draft picks... The Ducks could be one of the speediest and one of the fastest teams in the NHL in a couple of seasons. And they could provide some problems for the opposition. Look at the Edmonton Oilers. Well, maybe not the Oilers last night, but look at some of these teams that have very speedy guys on their roster. And they're doing pretty well for themselves. I look at the Calgary Flames. They've got a lot of speed and they wound up winning the division. So that those are two teams with a lot of speed depth. So I can see Marco Casper being a solid pick. Brad Lambert, I like a lot. But Casper, I I wouldn't mind. He does crash the net a little bit. He's somewhat like Mason McTavish a little bit in that he does crash the net and he does get those dirty goals. And it wouldn't hurt to have some more center depth. It would not hurt at all. Maybe if the Zegris experiment on center continues to not work then hey what harm would you have adding another center that would be terrific for the ducks in fact i i would welcome it i would welcome more center depth for the ducks slash goals in in their roster so that's one pick that i think i think it can make sense why not 
there's a couple other names that I do want to talk about, but I think we're going to head to a quick intermission and I'll talk about some more guys that the Ducks could possibly swipe up. I'll definitely have more detailed stuff about that later on. All right. We're going to talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need, whether you're like me and drive a Toyota Prius, or maybe you drive a Nissan Juke, maybe you drive a Chevy, maybe you drive a Rolls Royce and you're fancy, or maybe you drive a Mercedes. Well, guess what? Rock Auto has the parts for you. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. Why pay full price for the same auto parts that you can get at Rock Auto? You could save over 50% on auto parts. So once again, head over to rockauto.com and in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked on Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the intermission, we're going to talk about some more possible draft picks. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. And we're going to talk about some more possible picks that the Anaheim Ducks could make in this year's draft with the 10th overall selection. So I quickly want to look at the Ducks draft history and see where some previous picks have been. Let's start with, I don't know, last season. They got a number three pick and they got a pretty good guy. Some guy that I just mentioned, Mason McTavish. Olin Zellweger with the 34th pick. That was a good one. Some other first-round picks. Jamie Drysdale with the number 6 pick. Jacob Perot with the number 27 pick. A good pick in 2020. Let's look at 2019, shall we? Braden Tracy for 29th. And some guy named Trevor Zegers with the 9th pick. Hey, you know what? The Ducks did well picking 9th. They could do just as well picking 10th, hopefully. So we'll see how that plays out. Isaac Lundestrom, he was a first-round pick in 2018. You had Max Jones and Sam Steele, first-round picks in 2016, but they were late first round. The last time the Ducks had a number 10 pick was in 2014. Nick Ritchie. Yep, that Nick Ritchie. The same Nick Ritchie who is currently floundering with the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, that guy. The same Nick Ritchie who had a couple of decent seasons in Boston and who just did not work in Toronto. Yeah, that Nick Ritchie. So that was a number 10 pick. Other notable first round picks, early first round picks. Hampus Lindholm, he went number six. He's in Boston right now. Well, he would be if he was healthy. Cam Fowler, number 12 pick. Then 2009, let's not talk about that. And then you have... You know, going way, way, way back. Bobby Ryan, the number two pick back in 2005. 2004, I mean, we probably shouldn't talk about that. Ladislav Smid. But Ryan Getzloff, number 19. Corey Perry, number 28. That was also a very good draft. And some other top 10 picks. Just a, just one more. Stanislav Chistov. Chistov, I thought, was pretty decent. But Joffrey Lupul, back in 2002. Yeah, I love that pick for the Anaheim Ducks. Joffrey Lupul uh, played a big role in some teams in his NHL career. So you know what? That one wasn't bad overall. And the last one that I kind of want to just throw out there, who I personally love all two more, Ruslan Soleil. Yep. Number nine overall. 
And the best one, I think, number four, Paul Korea. Yep. Paul freaking Korea dropped all the way to number four. How about that? You know who was drafted ahead of him? Alexander Daigle. Some guy named Chris Pronger who played for the Hartford Whalers. And Chris Gratton. Yeah, they all, they all did have good careers. Gratton had a pretty solid career. Chris Pronger had a pretty solid career. But Paul Correa, a Hall of Famer. Yep, yep, yep. What number four? So here's a couple other names that I do want to look at. And this one is actually from the NHL's official mock draft. Danil Yurov from Russia. Now this one would be a risky pick. He's playing in the KHL right now. Given the current, I guess, global landscape, it would be risky to pick anybody coming out of Russia for multiple reasons. And he has been impressive in the Continental League. He's also been impressive in Russia's Junior League, the MHL. I did read on here that one scout compared his game to Marian Hossa. So I actually had to look up a little bit of video on Yurov. And you know what? Like, he's a solid speed, like, fairly speedy guy. He's a smart player. I do like his ability to find open guys, his ability to get in the kind of just outer slot area and create goals for himself. So I could kind of see the comparison to Marian Hosa, but I, I don't know if it's there. I just don't know. And this would be just such a risky pick at number 10, especially if there are other guys available. But that is one name that is on there. The other name that's on there that I did watch a little bit of because WHL, because I was watching Olin Zellweger, Kevin Korchinski for Seattle. He scored four goals and 61 assists. Another solid defenseman in the WHL. And another one with a ton of assists. And another one of those offensive-minded defensemen with great skating ability. So I I think if the Ducks would get any of those three speedsters, I wouldn't mind it at all. Add more speed. Add more defensive depth. The Ducks are going to need that defensive depth down the line. Maybe not this coming season, but down the line, they could use the defensive depth because they're not going to get Hampus Lindholm back. Maybe they can get Josh Manson back if he comes back to Anaheim. Who knows? Josh Mahura, he's around. Kevin Shattenkirk has one more year. So you got to look at future. Jamie Drysdale is going to be part of your future. Cam Fowler is going to be part of your future. You need to build some defensive depth around those two guys. And honestly, I think that might that might be the best pick for the Ducks right now. Because if you have a terrific defenseman that can make a huge difference in two to three seasons, then why not take that chance? Why not? Let Korchinski develop a little bit more in juniors and see how that plays out. And then bring him up to San Diego. And maybe in two, three years, maybe he can make a difference. Or maybe if the Ducks really want to take a chance, have him try to make a difference in two years. So those are some of the picks that I looked at for this upcoming draft. And I know that the draft is a ways away. I will have much more in-depth draft stuff later on in May and definitely in June when we get closer to the draft itself. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission, but let's talk about my favorite protein bar, Built Bar. 
which is back and better than ever. And folks, a little bit of an update here. We have a new built bar in the works, and this one sounds really good. I might get my hands on this white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles. This is the newest built puff flavor that has only 150 calories and packed with 16 grams of protein. The built puffs are protein infused marshmallows that not only taste good, but they are good for you. So once again, head to built.com right now and hey, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. And while you're there, check out the churro puff as well. My favorite built puff flavor. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at built.com gets you 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, after the second intermission, what does Trevor Zegris need to do to win the Calder? Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or Tlopin. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, and we are going to talk about Trevor Zegers in a second. I want to remind you guys that tomorrow is Goals Thursday. Yes, we're still going to do Goals Thursday for another couple of weeks before we wrap up talking about the San Diego Goals and go into our summer programming, which will include free agency, drafts, all that jazz. But we've got a lot to talk about tomorrow. There was a firing. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of that and what it means for the future of the San Diego Goals. That'll be on tomorrow's podcast. So let's talk about the Calder Trophy nominations. Yes, they were announced this morning. And we found out that Michael Bunting, Mo Sider, and Trevor Zegras are the three finalists for the Calder Trophy, which is the Rookie of the Year Award. Okay, Michael Bunting is 26 years old. He's considered a rookie by two days. Two days was the difference that he qualified as a rookie. Oh, and he also played just 21 games last season with the Coyotes, which is four under the limit. Okay, Great, so that means that he qualifies too. What about Trevor Zegras? He played 24 games last season. One, one game under the limit in order to qualify as a rookie this season. So therefore, you have these two guys. The only difference is Zegras is only 21 years old. Bunting is 26. WTF, guys. Oh, and then there's this guy named Mo Sider, who is only 21 years old himself. Let's look at all three. Yeah, Michael Bunting, he plays for some team in Toronto that's the epicenter of the hockey universe according to the NHL, which means he's probably going to get it. So what's it going to take for Trevor Zegers to win this award? Well, one, Toronto would have to blow a 3-2 series lead, but hey, it's the Maple Leafs. They're adept at blowing series leads in the playoffs, right? I mean, when was the last time they won a playoff series? What, 18 years ago? Yeah, I still have no faith in the Maple Leafs until they actually win a series. That might help Michael Bunting's cause for one or two voters that they did well. Yeah, I get it. Toronto was good in the regular season. 
But there was plenty of other guys in the Maple Leafs roster that were just as good. They had a high-octane offense. Then you have Mo Sider. Mo was very, very good this season. I think he was one of my favorites. I had I had it between Mo and Z winning the Calder all year long. I like his game a lot. He was the best rookie defenseman by far this season. He had 50 points as a rookie defenseman and also played some pretty heavy minutes at times. He averaged over 20 minutes of ice time. Quite good for a rookie defenseman. He already had a lot of responsibility thrust upon him, and I thought he answered the call very well. And then there's Trevor Zegras. He did well despite Dallas Eakins. Yes, Trevor Zegras was tied for the rookie lead in goals this season. Again, despite, despite Coach Eakins benching him early on in the season, despite Coach Eakins benching him for periods at a time earlier this season, despite Coach Eakins' weird, just kind of jumbled mess of lines before each game, you put Trevor Zegers on the line with Derek Grant, then the points are probably going to go down. You put Trevor Zegers on a line with Sandy Milano, points are going to go up. So why in the world did Eakin separate him? I think if Milano and Zegers were not separated middle of the season, Z could have easily, yes, I'm going to put this on record, Z could have had 70 points this season if not for the weird shuffling of lines, if not for him being benched early in the season. Yeah, Z would have led the league in points this season yeah, he, it would have happened. But as a result, Trevor Zegers is only second in the league in points with 61 points, 23 goals, 38 assists. Michael Bunting led all rookies in scoring with 63 points. This, of course, with Michael Bunting playing a few more games than Trevor Zegers. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. It's frustrating. So what's it going to take? Well, maybe if some of the voters saw that Z did not play every game, and if maybe they watch the Ducks more closely and say, hey, you know what? Trevor did well despite those lineups. Then I could see him getting a lot of votes. Maybe if we just keep replaying those highlight reel goals over and over and over and over again, then maybe, just maybe, Trevor Zegers can win more on the merit more more than the merit of his great play but also on the merit of he's good for the league you put Trevor Zegers as one of the star future faces of the league you're going to gain fans when you have someone scoring lacrosse goals when you have someone flipping it over the net when you have him tossing his stick into the crowd you know what i'm of the mindset that's good for the league because that brings in a younger generation of fans. A slew of new fans coming in saying, hey, you know what? We like this kid. He's got swag. He's got the it factor. Does he need to win the award? No. Would it be good for the league? Yes. So that's where I stand on Trevor Zegers. I sincerely hope he wins the award. I know he would love to win the award. It would mean a lot to him. But this is up to the voters, and I just don't know if the staunch voters for the Calder Trophy are going to give him the award. 
because Toronto. So that's what I think is going to happen, but that's not what should happen. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like, why do you think Trevor Zegras should win the Calder? Aside from all the reasons I said, I want to hear more of your thoughts as well. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, tomorrow will be Goals Thursday, and we will talk a lot about Joel Bouchard and him getting the boot in San Diego. Yeah, this is kind of a shocking story, but I'll have much, much more about it tomorrow because this really just came out really within the hour as I'm recording this. So I'll have much more organized thoughts on it. So make sure you're tuned in tomorrow for that. It's going to be a fun one. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for your continued support. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc. You could follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, Thank you all for your support and thank you for your continued support in what's been a rough month for me. I talked about it last week. It's been a rough month, but thank you all for sticking with it. Once again, I greatly appreciate it. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm JD Hernandez saying have a great afternoon. Have a great night. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together. Thank you.